Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everyone. We're in the middle of our Lent series, and I think this is Lent series number number three. We've done, we had wonderful Erin Moon on to talk to us about Lent in general and her Lent devotional, which, by the way, both Rebecca and I are really, really enjoying. And yeah, I mean, seriously, it's so good. It's so good. Like, I mean, it's not too late, you guys. Like, you can um, open. She had closed it, but I think it is like open. Like, I think you can still buy it. You still can. I went because my sister in law the other day asked me, and I know she listens. So, hi, Nicole. She asked hi, me the Nicole. other day. So, she asked me the other day about a really good Lent devotional, and I pointed her towards Erin's um, way. And I went and looked at her website. And at least as of when we're recording this, it was still open. So, um, so anyways, I say all that to say it's never too late to start a devotional in Lent. Um, we still have weeks left, but um, it's just been really good. Um, so we had her on to talk about Lent, and then we talked about um, last week the kind of obvious um, um, sins. Oh, actually, the second one we talked about the obvious sins. This is actually four, Rebecca. You steered me wrong. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so we've done Aaron and we've done number two, which was um, Obvious Sins. And American then we, Idols. And then we did American Idols. And today we're going to talk about something that is definitely um, an American Idol. Like, I mean, if there ever was one, but we felt like it was so big that it kind of needed its own podcast or its own episode. Yeah. So um, it is the American Idol of success, achievement, gold stars, whether it's any kind of any kind of competition. It's that whole mentality, which I have this mentality and I have to check myself all the time from Ricky Bobby. If you're not first, you're last. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I uh-huh. definitely I like well, in in my natural state, I truly believe that. I truly believe that you're either first or you're last, which is obviously in God's economy is not true and should not be true for the health of our country or for our personal growth. <laughs> but that is that I feel like that is America's culture. And that is definitely how I feel in my natural state. Yeah. Well, and I think um, like something you said before we started recording was that Suzanne Stabile said America is a three. Like if America had a number, it would be three on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, this also needs its own episode just because if you're, I mean, we actually, we do have a couple of people who don't live in America who listen, which is very exciting. Hello, international listeners. Um, (laughs) But, you know, this is very American to, you know, struggle with um, needing a gold star and all of that. And it's interesting how it can manifest in different people. So we'll talk about that a little bit too. Yeah, for sure. And when we're talking about gold stars, I think we should say, you know, um, it's this idea of achieving in whatever you're trying to achieve. Like you have to, it's, it's this idol still put uh, idol, idol still. I just put, I just made a word. It's putting this okay. idol on a pedestal of, um, I should trademark that. Um, you put this idol on a pedestal of, um, I have to be a success. I have to achieve and I have to do whatever it takes to get there. That, that doesn't mean that succeeding, or achieving in and of itself is wrong, just like money isn't or sex isn't like we talked about in our obvious episodes, our obvious idol episode. But it's more of that what we do to get there because we've put it on the pedestal as the end all be all. Well, and it's it's that you are what you achieve. And that was yes. the same. It, it's like it becomes an identity in the same way when we talked about like, um, you know, romance, politics, and um, what's the other one? <laughs> what's the other? Parenting. Parenting. 
like that you are what you achieve and that is your yes. worth and value. And that's very much an American thing that like, you know, I mean, what's the first thing you ask anyone when you meet them? What do you do? Yeah. Uh-huh. What do which, you do? Which for me is a super, super um, vulnerable question because yeah. I, in, in my unhealth or even in my average health state of life, I think that people only care about me for what I do and only love me or see worth in me for what I do. And so when I don't have an answer to that question, it means I'm worthless. Does that yeah. make sense? Well, so and I, when, think, like, I don't think that's just because you're a three though, because I feel that and I know deep down that I'm not what like, I, I've never been that person who feels like I have to like, I can't, like, I've never been like, I should go to grad school. I should do this. Like, I just have never been that way, but I still feel that shame of like, oh, I don't do anything significant, you yeah. know? Well, so there's the difference in, I do a podcast, even though really I'm a stay-at-home mom and this is like something I do. Yes. I would never be like, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I feel like, oh, if I say that, then I'm immediately going to be dismissed. Yeah. And see, there are two key words in what you just said, significance and being dismissed. Like, so those, that's, that's why, so I think everybody struggles in some ways with this. Um, that's why it's an American idol. (laughs) Um, I I think we all struggle with this, um, need to achieve and to succeed, um, some more than others, but it's, it's, it's the why and, and how it makes me feel, it makes us feel when we don't. So like for you, it's like this feeling of insignificance or this feeling that you like your presence doesn't matter or that, um, you know, and mine is more of, um, if I don't, do the very best at whatever it is I'm doing, whether it's mothering or being on the PTA or doing the podcast or my Enneagram coaching or whatever, or my writing or whatever. It's, it's not the actual act of doing it. Um, and the, and how, um, it causes me to use my gifts and talents and all that kind of stuff. Am I going to achieve the highest level of whatever it is that I'm doing? Because if I don't, then it's worthless. It's not the actual, I mean, most people, if I say I do a podcast, they're like, that's so cool. But if I can't say, well, it's the number one Christian podcast, which I don't do this, but like, in, like if I, I took it all the way to its, if I took it all the way to its unhealth, it could be like, there are same thing with like, oh, I'm a writer. Oh, that's so great that you write. Um, I love what you write. And I'm like, well, I don't have a book. Like that, that's how I always qualify yeah. it. or, you know, um, and so yeah. It's, it's this, if it isn't the like very top of whatever the field is, um, you know, yes, I'm on the PTA and I've done lots of good work at the PTA and I chose not to run for president. So that's, that's not a good example, but if it, then, then I, then I'm not real. Well, I don't really do that good at work. Cause I'm not the president, you know, and it's this. Well, and I've talked about this with our podcast. Cause like, yeah. We, we do have a really good number of listeners, but it's been really, I mean, to me, it's a good number. It's not good in like, like we're not uh, this American life by any stretch of the imagination. Well, who is? It's like the number one podcast. podcast or any of like, like, yeah, yeah. We have slowly and steadily built it up. But I mean, I always yeah. feel like, like one of the first things I say when someone's like, oh my gosh, you have a podcast. I'm like, yeah, but we don't make any money. And yeah. they're like, you know, I'll be like, yeah, but it's just a hobby. Like, I don't even feel like I can call it a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, well, I don't, we don't get paid for, we pay out of pocket actually. So please go support us on Patreon, y'all. Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we can use your support. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's like, 
so yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like, um, we just were trained that way in this culture to buy for those things. And I mean, I grew up like, we'll talk about how that is for you as a Enneagram three in a second. This isn't a whole Enneagram episode though, but, um, just like for me, even if you're not like a four, but if you're somebody who like maybe isn't motivated by that sort of thing, like, and I'm not like, I'm not really naturally in my natural like self. I just am not motivated by like grades. I never cared about like, Oh, I got an A. I just didn't care. I've always wanted the gold star in terms of like who I, someone likes who I am yeah, or me as a person, not what I do. So it's been really interesting living in America and feeling like, Oh, I still have to do these achievement things because then maybe I'll get that other need met. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, I just care. Well, let's take grades, for example, because I think this is a really good example because we can all relate to it because we all went through school and we all had grades. And now if you're a parent and your kids are in school, you're having to deal with that too, or you will at some point. So like, I feel like this is a good, this is a good analogy. So like for me, I really cared about grades, but I didn't care about learning. That's Mm -hmm. not the case anymore. Like learning and education is super important to me. Um, It's one of my top priorities. um, And like when I evaluate like candidates and politics or whatever. Education is super important to me and learning is super important to me. And I'm a lifelong learner. But when I was a kid and growing up and even into high school, like it, it was about the grade. Like, mm-hmm. can I get the A? It doesn't matter what it takes to get the A. I mean, I wasn't a cheater, but outside of that, it didn't matter what it took to get the A. It didn't matter that I knew how to do it. It's just that I got the A, right? Because it was all about the gold star, literally, um, yeah. of the A. And so, but, and, and, but what really matters, and this is what I'm trying to take, because um, my daughter, my 10 year old can be like, be like that. Like, oh, you're going to be mad that I didn't get the A. And I'm like, no, like I'm helping you um, retake your, um, your fractions test that your teacher's asking you to retake, not because I want you to get a better grade, but because I want you to understand how to do fractions. Because when you get to yeah. fifth grade and sixth grade, like knowing how to do fractions is important and it's important for you to learn it. And it's about learning it. Even if you retake the test and you get a 70 again, if you can tell me that you understand fractions, that's all I care about. But that like is, takes work on my part because yeah. my initial reaction is, Oh, you got to have the A, like you know, and but it's not about the A. It's about learning how to do it, and growing, and going to school and learning what you need to learn. It's not about the A's. But when I was a kid, it was all about the A. Like, and it didn't matter if I had to cut corners or do things super efficiently to get the A, as long as I got the A. Well, and it's funny, like Chris and I, like literally just the other day, we're having this conversation because he made some he he mentioned some person from history I should have known, you know, and like I didn't know or I didn't remember. Yes. and I was like, you know. I think, I mean, I, all my world history classes, I just sucked at, but it was because I never like, it was always like, you had to know the dates. You had to know like, okay, well this happened in this century. And like, but I, I never really learned like, why like, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, why did that matter? And why are we learning about it? And I, I think yeah. I'm truly, I think I'm going to buy like a high school history textbook online because I feel like I just have never, it was like school for me forever was like yeah. just memorized. And like, I feel like I got horrible grades, but I'm not stupid. I just, it like didn't, it didn't mesh with like any, you know what I mean? It was like, I mean, this, that's probably a commentary on the public school system. That can well, be about it, but. I will, I will say that our, 
our school is going um, is is working on getting its inter, its IB its international baccalaureate, and this is not going to be a whole conversation on schooling and education, but obviously I'm passionate about it. But um, and the the big thing with them is the collaborative learning and the why and the processes and like the history. Like when they study, like let's say, let's use this as an example. If they study the Civil War they don't just talk about the civil war as a fact in the United States. They talk about civil wars in general around the world and throughout yeah. history, context. you know, and why context and why civil wars happen. And like, that's the big push with IB, which is why I'm super glad our school's going that direction. But it, it but it's true because like, if you would have learned in that way, instead of just memorizing dates, which is what we all did, because that's how we grew up. Like that's how the education system was, unfortunately, when we were growing up, like, or even now, if all you try to do is memorize, that's why I, t- I, I tell my all the time, I'm talking about her because my first grader hasn't really gotten into like truth, like schooling yet. But like, if I'm like, if you just memorize, like with her history test, I'm like, if you just memorize the the, the um, dates, but you don't know why those things happen, why, you know, the constitution was written, not when it was written, but why it was written and in what context it was written. Like the, the reason why we talk through those things is because that's the important part about learning about right. history, not the dates and when it happens for sure. Yeah. And so it's like, that's just such a good example of how, how little is reflected in receiving a gold star. Yeah, especially in God's economy, because like, yes. if you looked at like going back to like high school, Rebecca, if you looked at my grades and you looked at me, you would be like, "Bless her heart." Yeah, but I'm not an idiot, but like, yeah. it just those gold stars did not reflect the way I learned, and I didn't fit that system, and like all of those things. And so I think like when we're looking at gold stars in the world and gold stars in work and all that, it's like it just doesn't. I mean, parenting is a great example. Yeah. I've never worked as hard as anything in my life and gotten no recognition. And that's hard, yeah, partly because hard. we're in America and we just, we crave recognition and yeah. it, it's, it's difficult, but it's like in God's economy, yeah. that is like, you yeah. are a star, you become a star at that point. Yeah. Like it's so. Exactly. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's hard. And I think this plays out in, in the church world. I mean, this plays out so much in Christianity where it shouldn't, um, because, you know, Jesus himself says the first will be last and the last will be first. And he talks so much about what's done in secret and what's hidden. Um, and um, we let the America, and I'm guilty of this as well. We let the American culture bleed in to um, church and we put people on a pedestal um, who succeed in quotation marks at church, whatever the heck that means. Like, why have we... But like, yeah. if they succeed at church, then we put them above those that are doing the quiet work behind the scenes. And I, it, um, it's devastating for the church, American church. And it's, um, and it, and it fails, um, it, it fails our, um, Christian church or our congregation. It fails our children, um, to see that, like to be a quote unquote successful Christian, you have to do X, Y, Z. It's not those that are behind the scenes. Um, you know, taking care of the babies or whatever it is. Like those aren't the people who are getting the recognition and they no, most of those people don't do it for the recognition. But when we do recognize and put so much emphasis on the people that are like a star at Christian, then, then that teaches those, the next generation that that should be your aspiration. Well, and it, I mean, it's reflected in so many, like the opportunities people are given. Like we were talking yeah. before about like who gets published and who doesn't and who, yeah. And how so much of it is like, 
do you have a platform and how so many, I mean, I've heard so many Christian writers like publicly struggling with this whole thing because it's like building, I mean, and I'm not making a blanket statement about Instagram, but like building an Instagram platform and being good at Instagram can feel very counter to like God's Mm -hmm. best for you. A lot of times it can whack your priorities up. There's a way to do it well. And a lot of people do, and they've learned how to work within that system, but it's not a system that makes sense for people. But it's like, it's a necessary evil. Like you have to do it if you want to be, have your book about Jesus published. And it's just like, so convoluted. And so what's happening is people are like, I I don't know. It's like, I feel like, I I guess you could say that in all areas of life though. Like Mm. people aren't, the people who deserve recognition are never going to get it. And sometimes the people who get it are undeserving, but it, you know, so that's why we can't rely on gold stars in our culture. Like that's the point. Yeah. So like, like, let's use me. I'm happy with dumping all my personal issues on the podcast. Like let's use me as an example. Like I have to come to terms with that. I don't really like the whole platform building thing. I love certain parts of social media. Like obviously, if anybody follows me, they know I'm on social media. I love it. But I don't like the playing the game part of social media. Um, And and if I kind of have the, I'm going to say and do what I want on social media. And if you follow me, you follow me. And if you don't, you don't kind of mentality. (laughs) Um, But um, I mean, I'm not there to like, you know, rattle, you know, rattle the cage or anything, but I, um, but you want it to be an authentic representation of who you are. Exactly. And I like people and I like building relationships and that's a way to do it. And I enjoy that. Like I enjoy that. And I like to teach and it's a way to be able to teach. It's like the podcast is, but like I have to come to terms with the fact that if I'm not willing to play the game, then I may or may not ever be published. And Mm -hmm. that has been a really hard struggle. Like, and does that make me any less um, of a writer? Does that make me any less um, fit for the calling God has given me um, to be in ministry for other people? Like, because I don't feel like that calling has diminished. Like, I, I feel like I am still called to teach and make a difference and use my voice. But if I never published, does that mean I wasn't a success? It's funny. So it reminds me, I was having this conversation with a friend recently who is really gifted at interior design. Like she's just really good at it. And a friend, a mutual friend of ours hired her to like do her office. And so she did the office and I asked her, I was like, so do you want to like, is this something you want to do? And she was kind of hesitant. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't have to be like a hashtag girl boss, hashtag entrepreneur. Like everything you do doesn't have to become like a thing that is like its own entity. It can just be I'm good at this. And yes. so I'm going to do it. Like people ask me all the time, yes. like, well, why don't you have an Instagram page for your food? And I'm just like, I, I don't want to. Like, I mean, I love them. I follow a lot of them. I think they're beautiful, but that's not something that would bring me life to do. And I don't yeah. think that everything we're talented at has to get that, like, has to be branded as a yeah. thing. We live in a culture where we feel a lot of tension with that. Cause we feel like it yeah. has to be, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. It's the struggle is real, y'all. Or it's not valid if it's not X, Y, Z. Like she's not valid as an interior designer unless she is validated and gets gold stars from like whoever. But it's like, do you like it? Are you good at it? Do people want you to decorate their house? Well, then you're good at it. You know, like it's like, yeah. do people want to eat my food? Then I'm good at it. I don't have to like take a picture and put on the internet and get likes or someone to say I'm a good chef. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, it feels that way a lot. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. 
Oh, oh for God. sure. And we have to take pan- we have to take pictures of things that we do with our kids to prove that we're a good parent, or we have and to take your writing to be good. Yeah, yeah, and like, like it really touches like one person and really yeah. like shifts their spiritual thinking. I think that's more valuable than if you get a bunch of like half-assed shit. We have to beat that, don't we? I don't think I can say donkey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the two things, I mean, and we're not, we know that you know this stuff, but it's just, I think it's helpful to point it out and say, and just look at it, like take a bird's eye view and say like, this is what's going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I know, I think as I, as I'm entering into like another phase of my career, if you will, um, even I don't even like to use that word, but with um, like developing the, my Enneagram coaching business, like I'm really trying to come at it in a much different way than I did when I started um, my hashtag not writing career. <laughs> like, Rebecca, I don't think that anyone knows you're doing this. Um, like we haven't talked about this on the podcast. We haven't talked about it on the podcast. If they follow me personally, they know. But um, but anyways, Wait, I'm... Is that a plug for your platform? Was that... No. <laughs> I'm not plugging my platform. I'm just saying that some people probably know because they know me personally. That's Hashtag all. KK Lull. Hashtag <laughs> okay, tell us more about your oils. Go. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I did not plan on talking about this right now. Um, well, no, I was going to use it in the greater context. coaching. Yeah, the greater context of it is that I am um, almost done with, um, I just have to take my test, which I didn't realize I have to actually study for it. (laughs) (laughs) Take my test, which I'm glad that they actually like, you know, sometimes, you know, when you take a test, like, let's say when you like have to take, like, say you got a, you got a ticket. And you have to take like a dry, a defensive driving course online. And then at the end, you have to answer the questions. And like, literally, if you like a half paid attention, you can answer all the questions. Um, uh-huh. Like I don't want it to be like that. Um, but I kind of thought it was going to be like that. And then I got the study guide for the test. And I was like, oh. Wait, you know. have to know the material? What? To call myself? Know why? <laughs> what? I can't just like get a hundred and get a gold star. I'm so confused. Um, So anyways, I'm almost done with getting certified as a certified Enneagram coach. Anyway, so part of that is building a business, right? And, uh, you know, two or three years ago, my mentality into going to something like this was only if the biggest corporations in Atlanta had me come in and speak on the Enneagram would I be a a successful coach. Or... If I got this many individuals to sign up for my coaching, then I would be the best Um, or that, or I would be successful or like, that's the only reason to do it. And like, I really honestly, and I'm not just being like pious or like overly humble. I really, that's not my goal. Like my goal. And then that's a complete and utter shift for me. Um, My goal is, I mean, yes. Do I love teaching on the Enneagram? Yes, but it's not because it's like the hot, cool thing, even though it is. Um, it could be a flash in the pan. It could not. Who knows? Like, I, it's not because of that or because I'm trying to like get all these followers because I'm an Enneagram coach. But it's because I think it can change people's lives. And if I get to like help change one person's life through my coaching, that's amazing because it's important to me. And I want to, we like, I want to teach something that's important to me. I don't want to teach something that's not important to me. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not well, going to go be a ma- I'm not going to go be a math teacher. Like that, I don't have passion. But there are friends that listen to this podcast that do have a passion for math and want to be a math teacher. And like, I want that to be my driving force as my passion for 
for the actual um, way that it can transform people's lives. I want that to be my passion, not being a successful coach as my driving force. Does that make sense? Yep. I mean, I think you're a recovering three because I think like our podcast is that too. It's like we, yes. we don't do it for, I mean, if we're doing it for recognition, then we're failing, but like we're doing it because I want, like both of us wanted a podcast that felt like, and I mean, you know, since we started this, there have been really great ones come out, but um, we wanted something that just felt like I could still be myself and wrestle with like life, just stuff that affects me as a Christian versus like, you know, there's just, there's a certain Christian persona that I didn't really feel like I identified with. And I just mm-hmm. wanted somebody to have a podcast where they were normal and maybe they cussed a little and maybe they were rough around the edges, but they loved Jesus. And they were just trying to live in 20, whatever America where they live and figure out these issues that are coming up culturally. That's what I wanted. And I think we've done that. I think we're doing yeah. that. Yes. Like, and that, that really gives me a lot of life, but it's, it's like, I wrestle with that all the time. Like, oh, but we only have this many followers or, oh, but we only get this many downloads or, oh, but whatever, whatever. But yeah, it's like, you just have to keep reminding yourself of like, why are, sorry, this feels very like navel gazing today. I'm like, so our podcast and um, it's just really great. But um, no, but it's I, our struggle. Like, like we're talking about the struggle for success and, and like, so all we know is our personal examples, right? Yeah. So other people yeah. can, can take out the podcast and insert whatever it is that they want into that. And say that, you know, why are you doing what you're, you're doing? Like you're mothering or whatever. Is it, is it to get gold stars and for people to clap their hands for you? Well, maybe they will. And this is the reverse side of that is, mm. is you know, maybe our podcast does grow. Maybe I do get some big, you know, coaching opportunities. Maybe you do get recognition as like this amazing volunteer at your kid's school. Like take that. like. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I mean, obviously don't let that be your main reason for doing things, but I can find myself because I want to go the opposite way. Cause I know yeah. it's wrong to, or whatever, to like care about success. So when success does come, then my, my next instinct is to go the other way of the pen, swing the other way of the pendulum and say, Oh, this isn't good. Like the, the God must not be in this if I'm successful, which is oh, not true yeah. either. You know, like yeah, it's yeah. okay to be grateful for the opportunities that God brings your way and to not think that you're doing something wrong as a Christian because you're successful either. It's like, like, just like everything else we talk about, there's balance in this and there's like, it's a lot about motivation. Like, are you trying to be the best volunteer at your kid's school because you want people to recognize you as the best volunteer at your kid's school? Are you being a good volunteer at your kid's school because you love that school and you care about those kids, not just your kid, but other people's kids and making a difference? Like what pushes you? Yeah. I think it's like who are, or for me, it's always who am I becoming in the process? Yeah. As you, because I've been successful in my career previously and I didn't like who I started to become and it made me fear success. Yeah, because I I just equated success with becoming like prideful and arrogant, you know, and yeah. um, but it's not that that it was showing me like, oh, this is what is leaking out of me when I have success, yeah. and this is not yeah. good. Yeah, and maybe do you need to be home changing diapers to get humbled? Maybe yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I think it's like what happens when you have the success, and how do you take it? And do because it, it's never. I mean, even if like it's never enough. 
No. I mean, no matter what you're trying to achieve, and this is what we were talking about with idols, like it, you never have enough money. You never have enough, like Hugh Hefner died with what? How many 20 something year old girlfriends? And he was like, how old? It's like, he never had enough sex or hot girls around him. Yeah. It's just, it's never going to be enough. Yeah. It's true. I mean, what Rockefeller said, what did he say? He said, just another dollar. Yeah. He said, just another, he said, just another dollar, I think. Yeah. Just another dollar. And he was like the richest man in the world. Like, and he still said, just another dollar. In a self-aware way. I think he did, right? Like he, he did. He did. He said, he was saying in a self-aware way, like it's never enough. Like he knew that it would, I think somebody asked him in an interview, when will it be enough money? And he said, just another dollar. Yeah. Like, so, but it's, it's, it is a commentary on society, like, and still is, that was like forever ago. And it's still a commentary on society. So well, it reminds me of like our body image, you know, it's like, we were talking about like goal weights yeah. or goal whatever's when it comes to your body or goal body parts or, and it's, it's just like, it's never, you're never like, okay, I'm good now. Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Well, yeah. And when I, your motivation, when your motivation is, um, recognition or admiration or um a gold star if you will like if that is your only goal then like you'll get it and it, it, it's not going to be help you feel content so then you're like okay the next gold star the next gold star but if like you get that gold star but along the way you were doing it for the right reasons then you can be grateful for the gold star yeah it you feels know? good but it's yeah. not like I don't know. Because it's, it's not wrong for Myla to be excited that she has all A's. It's not wrong if our podcast, you know, gains a bunch of followers or we get more patrons or we get yeah. or we get sponsors or it's not wrong if I eventually get a book deal. Like, that's not wrong. <laughs> like, but it's like along the way was it was it this constant hunt for that? You know? Yeah, like is that so. your driving force or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like if you think about like a nice meal and you get dessert at the end and you're like, oh, that was really nice. What a great way to cap that off. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't about that dessert. It was yeah. like just a nice, you know, little ending. Yeah. But if you go into it like, I'm going to get that chocolate cake, dang it. Then it's like you miss all the other stuff in between. And yes. it's never now issue. for the chocolate cake. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't hold out for the chocolate cake. I hold out for the creme brulee, but it's fine. It's fine. You know what I decided? My birthday's this month, and um, I love tiramisu, and I, like, never eat it because there's only, like, one place I really like that makes it, and we're going there for my birthday dinner, and I was like, I'm going to order it first. Where's your favorite favorite tiramisu? Because I love tiramisu. 246. Oh, yeah. There's as good. You're right. Everything's delicious. But I was like, this goes against my thing but I was just like you know I think I'm just gonna order it first because what happens is I'm like waiting for it and then like you know I don't enjoy it's my birthday dinner. girl you can do that if you want to do <laughs> appetizer for my birthday <laughs> anyway that do, has it. do it do um, <laughs> it our fun spring episode coming out soon yes, yes for sure Okay. Well, yeah, we're going to do a fun spring up episode because um, we know that this constant talk about sin and idols can feel a little wearisome sometimes. So we'll hope to break it up a little bit. But I also think it's been a really um, rich discussion and I hope other people think so too. Yeah. Because again, not about shame, not about like you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. It's just sort of like, you know, awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And 
we're all doing it too. It's all of us. It's not just the person. Yeah. Totally. Word. So have a good week. How, how much does it age me that I say word? Does it age sure. me a lot? <laughs> who, like, who initiated saying word? Like I say word. Vanilla Ice, say- didn't he? Word to your mother. Word. Uh, he said it a lot in his song. Vanilla Ice pretty much copied everybody. So I think he Yeah, has- I don't know who it was before that. We'll have to Google that and get back to you. <laughs> yeah. When did that when did that enter the urban dictionary is what we need to know. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Word, word to your mother. Ice ice baby. (laughs) Now that now that ages us. (laughs) Long ago I made a vanilla ice graphic for our Instagram page. Do you remember this? I do remember this, I think. I don't know why. I have to go look that up in a minute. (laughs) Okay, have a good day. Okay, we digress. Okay, bye guys. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. <laughs>